Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Good morning, Bobcat fans. Welcome to this Monday edition of Bobcat Radio. It is May 8th, 2023, and we have a jam-packed show for you guys here today. I'm your host, Kobe Jackson, alongside my lovely producer, Joey Gonzalez, and my wonderful co-host, Paxton Graff, and soon to be joined, hopefully, by Bo Kelly as well. We got a good one here today. Both Texas State softball and baseball, both victorious in their Sunbelt Conference victories as softball finish up, finishes their regular season. Also, baseball completing the sweep against the Georgia State Panthers. Also, NBA playoff round two is still going on. Also, we'll kind of give a little recap of the NHL playoffs as well. But before we get into all that, let's throw it to Paxton Graff for a word from our sponsor. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 at Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks, eat, drinks, and scenic views. Thank you, Paxton. Let's go and get started here. Texas State softball has officially ended their regular season as they won the ser- series against the James Madison Dukes 2-1 to one in the in the Sunbelt Conference Series. So obviously, the really big win for the softball team as they will be heading into Sunbelt Conference Tournament to become the Sunbelt, champion, uh, Sunbelt Champions in Lafayette, Louisiana. So, I mean... Obviously, if you're the Bobcats, this is a really nice momentum swing for them, especially going into the tournament. I mean, winning two games out of the three. I know the last one's kind of a tough loss, especially the last game of the regular season. But, I mean, still, it's still a, win- a victory in the series nonetheless. So, I mean, the, the momentum's on the Bobcats' side right now. Yeah, Kobe, they're looking really good right now. They were right there on the verge of getting that series win until they gave up a two-run homer in the top of the seventh on on Saturday. But yeah, you talk about the momentum. This is a team who's looking really good. They just had the victory against JMU, that 2-3, coming off of a series win against Marshall last weekend. So they're looking good right now. But let's look over to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament where their first-round matchup will be against Troy. And Kobe, if you remember, that was the first round. That was their first series of the Sunbelt Conference, and they ended up going 0-2-1 in that series. Yeah, I mean, that was a that was a tough series for the Bobcats early on in the regular season, but obviously, you know, it's tournament time. Obviously, playoff, there's, I guess you could say it's playoff mentality now if you're the Bobcats, but just going back to this James Madison series, Jessica Mullins had two big victories in both of her appearances, uh, only giving up uh, no, giving up no runs in the first game that she pitched, and then obviously only giving up two runs in the following game as well. So she is on a roll. She will she finishes her season, or at least regular season, I should say, with twenty wins and nine losses on the season. So I mean, if, I mean that's first of all really um, incredible season from Jessica Mullins. Obviously, we talk about her and how she wants to be that that girl that wants to finish out the game and close out the game. And so far, she's she's been doing it. Yeah, she's been pitching with a really good edge. All three games this weekend, she had six strikeouts, exactly. But, uh, I mean, just whenever I've seen her pitch, I mean, she has a lot of command of that fastball. There's a lot of velocity on it. And then whenever she does throw those off-speed pitches, I mean, there's girls guessing. I mean, you look at the first game of that JMU series, she would throw change-ups, and, I mean, girls were... 10 miles out in front of (laughs) on their swings so I mean looking silly yeah I mean that's what it looked like so Jessica Mullins is looking really good that offense I mean if they can just find a way to back up Jessica Mullins 
This is a team with a lot of momentum, and just like last year, I think this is a team who they have a chance to go deep. Yeah, absolutely. If y'all don't remember, the Texas Day Bobcats softball team made it all the way to the Sunbelt Conference Championship, unfortunately suffered the loss against the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, which was a tough, tough loss because Louisiana was one of the top-ranked teams in the country. And the Bobcats gave them all they had. They only, only, I mean, it went into extra innings last year. So obviously that was that was kind of a big deal. But it's a new year, it's a new time. So just, but just going off of the bracket, so Troy will take on Texas State, and the winner of that game will face the winner out of Louisiana and or ULM or Georgia State. So that's how the bracket is going to set up currently for the Sunbelt for the Sunbelt tournament. But you can catch the Sunbelt tournament going on, I believe it's going to be this week. Yes, it'll start uh, this Thursday on May 11th at 4 p.m. Texas State will be playing against Troy, and hopefully Popcats can come on top and possibly move on to the next round. But now let's take a transition into some Texas State baseball as they are the ones that completed the sweep against the Georgia State Panthers this past weekend. I mean, I could go all over the place with this series because uh, I was in the studio producing Friday night uh, with the 8-7 to victory. The Bobcats came all the way back from, I mean, from a, a little bit of a deficit. They were only down, they were down by, I believe it was like four runs in the ballgame. And, you know, it, it, the guys just started hitting. I mean, we talk about Chase Mora. We talk about uh, August Ramirez, Dalen Pena. I mean, these guys have the mentality of base production that, honestly, you should have. Because I know Coach Trout, you know, talked about limiting the home runs. Home runs is nice, but it really matters on the on-base production. But then, I mean, eight to two on Saturday, and then finishing a thriller seven to five game yesterday. I mean, first of all, what a what a great series for this Bobcat team. Yeah, I mean, they're looking really good as well. They find themselves currently third in the Sun Belt Conference. That was a really huge win. They talked about that during the broadcast. How how Texas State need to find a way to win it. They didn't win it. They swept it. So that was really crucial. But another name I wanted to mention was Rashawn Galloway. I mean, this is a guy who's red hot. He was three for four yesterday. He's finding a way to put the bat on the ball and getting some production for this Texas State offense. And then looking at over at the pitching, I mean, all three of their starters, you could argue they have a fourth with Peyton Zabel. Um, but yeah, this Texas State team, they got the pitching figured out. The offense is looking good right now. And hopefully this is a Texas State team who can make a deep push into that um, Sunbelt Conference tournament and hopefully for a second consecutive year make it into the NCAA tournament. Well, speaking of tournament, we got to go to another local team, and that is the San Marcos High School Rattlers baseball team. We don't really talk about them much here on Bobcat Radio as far as baseball goes, but we do have to mention them because they just won the bi-district championship with a 2-1 to series win over the Churchill Chargers. So congrats to the San Marcos Rattlers. They're moving on to the area round where they will face off against the Lake Travis what are, what, what are they? Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Cavaliers, that's right. I wanted to say Cavaliers, but I didn't want to mess it up. But they will be playing against Lake Travis. Lake Travis is known to be a powerhouse, not only for football, but baseball as well. Oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, they got those big three, football, basketball, and baseball. And baseball is probably their best one in the last few years as far as out of those three. 
Yeah, that's I mean that's gonna be tough because I'm not gonna lie to you. I played Churchill when I went to Clark High School. We called it the Gucci Bowl. That was our like bowl, <laughs> that was our little rivalry bowl game per se. And I mean Churchill will bring it, and they brought it unfortunately four years straight because we lost all four years that I went to high school, and it was unfortunate. But but I mean, but we're on the topic of baseball. Yes, yeah, San Marcos High School doing big things. Obviously, we saw basketball do amazing things in their season, and now baseball is doing the same as well. So we wish them the best of luck against Lake the Lake Travis Cavaliers and hopefully they come off with another win and another uh, possibly moving on to the next round. But we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be digging into some NBA playoff talk and also a little bit of of NHL as well. Don't go anywhere, folks. You are listening to Bobcat Radio here on KTSW 89.9. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Bobcat Bobcat Radio here in Lawrenceville, San Marcos. Bo Kelly has finally joined us here this afternoon, so we're going to go and kind of get started right here with some NBA playoffs. Round two has officially kind of been spiced up a little bit as we have officially, we're going to kind of dig into last night's games, the Boston, the Philadelphia Sixers and the Boston Celtics played an unbelievable game. James Harden was exceptional uh, last night. I mean, first of all, what a what a great performance by him. But I'd want to kind of note that uh, that Harden before the game gave a uh, gave pair, a pair of his shoes to one of the victims in uh, the Michigan, uh, Michigan State School shooting that happened a few mo- a couple months ago. So I thought that was a nice little touching moment there. But, I mean, just talking about Philly, I mean, we talked about Jamal Embiid being, obviously, being uh, the MVP this season. But, I mean, he's trying to show that he is the MVP. And so far, I mean, it's kind of been up and down. Some nights he's been having a good game. Some nights it's kind of been kind of mediocrity. But I just kind of want to hear y'all's thoughts first because, I mean, Philly's really battling with Boston Celtics. But, I mean, if we know Boston, they can come out swinging fast and they can, you know, get some points on the board. Anybody want to go first? I'll start us off. Just uh, going through the box score real quick, James Harden 42-9-8, and and then Joel Embiid with that 34-4-13. and I thought it was going to be a pretty easy series for Boston, but, I mean, prove, getting proved wrong. Kobe talked about the MV, MVP conversation for Joel Embiid, and if the Sixers want to find a way to get out of this series, he's going to have to continue playing at that MVP caliber. Because, I mean, when you're going against Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you got to step up, and I think... Uh, James Harden was crucial in stepping up last night, so it should be an interesting series going forward. And if they can continue playing at this high level, it should be, I think, game six or seven that the series goes goes to. Yeah, we good. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. <We're all> good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely think so as well. It's been an entertaining season or a series so far. Uh, there for a second, it looked like Boston was going to easily come away with this with those back-to-back wins. But then 76ers kind of showing up late, and you're right, Joel Embiid, he's really on and off. He'll he'll have one off game. Even his off games, they're still pretty good. But then he'll have a game like last night where he had a double-double with 34 points, I believe, and 13 rebounds. But you had that connection of him with 34 points and Harden with 42 points. If my math is correct, that's 70 that is awful math. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's 70, whatever. 72, right, 70, what's 70, what's, 76. What's 76 points combined with just two players on your starting lineup. So when you have that connection, I mean, it, it's impossible or almost impossible for any team to defend it, even in the Boston Celtics, who have proven to be one of the top uh, teams this season. Yeah. 
that was awful math, by the way. I, I couldn't think. I was, I was, I was, I was going to try and like pull out my calculator and see <laughs> if I can help you out, but it was it was futile. I mean, I'm not a huge NBA guy. I don't really like stick around and watch the games and all that. I just, you know, I'm more of a baseball guy. But I mean, just looking at these games and all of these uh, semifinals and all that, it's just, I mean, with basketball, it kind of comes down to just playing well as a team. I agree with so, that. So uh, kind of just if they can get their headspace right and work well and become a well-oiled machine, it's it's really to the team who can do that. Well, if you want to talk about a team that's playing intensely well, and it's the Phoenix Suns, as they were also victorious last night against the Denver Nuggets. It was game three, I, I believe. No, it was game four. four. I'm sorry, game mm-hmm. four of the Western Western Conference second round matchup, even though Nikola Jokic scored 53 points, it was still not enough for the Denver Nuggets to pull away from a victory. Kevin Durant, I mean, thir- first of all, let me start off by saying I know Taylor's probably going to be listening to this. <laughs> Devin Booker had 36 points. Kevin Durant also had 36 as well. So really good night for both of those two. But honestly, I got to shout out freaking Landry Shamit. I mean, this dude was just shooting the lights out, just knocking down three after three after three after three. I'm like, this dude here. And all the points that scored, what he did score was mostly in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, he obviously he was a big contribution for this Phoenix Suns win. But I kind of wanted to just go back on uh, the Nuggets for a minute. You know, we've seen the Nuggets kind of been a hit in the playoffs and then a miss in the playoffs. And so far, it's almost seems like it's a miss but I know they were just in Phoenix for the past two games so obviously going back to Denver is going to be a big factor but I know I want to kind of throw it to y'all this series is even and honestly I, I see another seven uh, seven game series yeah I uh, I'm looking at the box score right now and the thing with on the Nuggets side they only had eight players play mm-hmm. they had equally as many players sit out due to a coach's decision which means that's you had your starters playing majority of the game, and mm-hmm. so they're going to get fatigued. Whereas on the other end of the ball, uh, as far as the Suns, they they still had uh, five bench players, so they couldn't have a full rotation. Nuggets did not, so they're getting fatigued. Now it's just a matter of how much is that going to wear on them in this season mm-hmm. or in this series. Excuse yeah. me. Uh, they're already four games into it. They're down with only having three guys on the bench. I mean, this is a little nerve-wracking if you're a Denver fan. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I believe the series is going back to them now it in is. Denver. Mm-hmm. A little home court advantage, which has proven fair to them. They're 2-0 and right now in the series at home, looking to make it 3-0. Well, especially in Denver, you talk about the Mile High City. You talk about how the altitude affects them. Altitude. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm... But I just want to go back to, you know how devastating that's got to be to drop 53 points oh, and your team still loses? I mean, yeah, it's like my 2K career. Exactly. <laughs> so you, you would know to, on a night of 2K. But, I mean, the Suns, I just think they're playing better basketball. Kevin Durant, he argue, one of the top players in the world. And then you combine that with Devin Booker, 36. You talk about Shamit, who had the 19 points and his explosive fourth quarter Kobe. But, I mean, I, I think the Suns have more of what it takes they got a more complete team you're gonna have to run the ball through Nikola Jokic if you want to win this series maybe Denver gets lucky if they go to a game seven because of that altitude I think that altitude is a huge part in the way this series could go especially uh, Paxton you talk about fatigue and how that will play into a, a game seven type situation but as Bo, you mentioned earlier, talking about team basketball, I think the Suns are that more complete team. I think they have what it takes to move on to the Western Conference Finals. 
Well, yeah, and um, and also, you know, they're playing on their own in their own house. They're mm-hmm. playing in Denver, and that gives it a lot more chance for Denver fans who are located in Denver to be able to go to these games and support their team. And that's a huge thing with uh, sports like that is, you know, having your fans in your house is uh, what really helps you drive to be a, a better player. I've talked with, you know, college baseball players, college basketball players, even high school baseball players, basketball players, all of that. And they say the biggest thing that helps us try and win these games is the fan support. If if we know that we're welcomed by our fans, we know that we need to give them the best show that they could possibly get. So, Yeah, I agree with that. And the one thing, and you make a great point, because obviously the fans really do matter, especially no matter in any sport, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, even co- collegiate level as well, fans are always going to be there for the support, especially when it comes around to playoff time. Regular season can kind of be hit or miss, because obviously summer is going to be around, or school obviously is going to be around as well. So obviously fan base kind of drifts off sometimes. But when it comes to the playoffs, ain't nobody missing that. Ain't nobody is going to be missing that chance. But those two series are currently evened up at two apiece. Now we're going to go ahead and preview tonight's two games. And we're going to start off with the other Eastern Conference matchup that between the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. Miami currently leading 2-1 two two one in, this, uh, in this Eastern Conference series. I mean... I, I I'm more happy the fact that Nick that the Knicks are in, but they're in. I think they're in deep trouble. I'm not gonna lie to you, because there's been no, because there's been times where New York has been really appreciated with their sport with their sports, especially especially basketball. Because New York Knicks have been one of those franchises that just hasn't been really in been the playoffs a lot. I know we, you know we kind of talked about Carmelo Anthony and what he did for this Knicks mm-hmm. team, but I mean. Miami is just on a different level. Jimmy Butler, playoff Jimmy. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets, always been clutch in the playoffs, especially what he just did in the first round. I mean, but mm-hmm. they are in New York. I believe they're – no, they're in, they're back in Miami for game four. But honestly, if you're New York, I think you're really looking to tie this series and possibly take it back to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you need to. The question is, is Jimmy Butler going to play tonight? Because I know he set last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, and I'm guessing it's going to be a tip-off decision as far as if they're going to play him oh, or not. Oh, probably. But that, I mean, I honestly believe that if he plays, they win. If he's not playing, they lose. Because that just shows you how valuable of a player Jimmy Butler is. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think that... If the Heat go all the way to the finals, blah, 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 he really they, – they need to have a playoffs MVP. They have oh, yeah. a finals MVP. They need a playoffs MVP because let's say they don't go to the playoffs. Jimmy Butler would still deserve that. I mean, oh, yeah. He is easily the playoffs MVP, essentially, I guess you can say. The mm-hmm. most valuable player to his franchise in this mm-hmm. playoff stretch. Um, but like I said, I, I believe that if he plays tonight, they win. If he doesn't, New York's got a strong chance at evening out the series yeah he's been fighting with that ankle injury but I mean this heat team is like really impressive could they be the first bubble team to make the NBA finals <laughs> y'all think yeah. so yeah I mean yeah. they were a 10 seed right mm-hmm. uh yeah 10 seed. yeah 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 now they find themselves up 2-1 and I think it's a it's a young Knicks team I feel just like how Sacramento was a inexperienced in high pressure situations like that mm-hmm. i mean the heat made it to the the finals back in the bubble so and it was jimmy butler who was able to take that team so i think he's got what it takes to take this heat team back but pa- as paxton you were mentioning it's at how is he going to be able to manage that injury going into these future games yeah and the one thing i do kind of want to note is that uh 
we talk about playoff experience. I mean, if you just look at this Miami Heat roster, Jimmy Butler's always been, uh, you know, playoff contender. Kevin Love as well. I mean, and Bam now finally getting his little playoff experience, mm-hmm. you know, even though he had it in the bubble and then obviously the next couple of years as well. So I think that's where the difference of this series will go is by whoever has the better playoff experience. And so far it's Miami because obviously New York is still young with Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle as well. So obviously the I think the playoff experience is really a factor in this series. I just hope that you know, the Knicks can kind of realize that and just make sure they play the game like they have been playing and, you know, possibly get more wins. But the other Western Conference series, I know we had a lot of a lot of a lot of Lakers, uh, Laker fans on this staff who Mm -hmm. were very appreciated of this game. It was game three of the other Western matchup between the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, I could. We, I mean, we could talk about the. We could talk about the guys that are on this staff, but we we won't have time for that. But. Yeah, we don't have to talk. About <laughs> <laughs> but the Los Angeles Lakers currently lead that series two to one, as they are still going to be in Los Angeles as the Lakers just dominated in Game Three. I mean, that was a blowout. I mean, I don't think I've as 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 long as I've been watching basketball. I mean, they were ready. They came to play. But this is the point where I was kind of trying to say. Anthony Davis, healthy, playing his game like he should, and completely taking control. And honestly, we saw that a lot in Game 3. But the point I want to make is is that he can have one of those nights, and then he can just have a night where he's just not doing anything. So obviously, Game 4 is going to be interesting, but I mean, I want to throw it to y'all. I mean, 2-1 to Lakers lead against, against the defending champions. I mean, what more can I say? What more could you say? Um, I mean, it's been a good series so far. I couldn't really watch that game the other night. I had a study, sadly. Um, So did I. Don't worry. Yeah, no, it was not fun. But it was very tempting to go and look at that TV in Alcac and just see what the Lakers were doing. And whenever I'd pass by, I'm like, oh, my Lord, they are (laughs) cooking right now. But, um, you know... It, this this series, the really just the Lakers team. I don't like to talk about them that much because I don't really care for the Lakers. I'm not a Lakers hater. <laughs> I just I don't care for them. But this just shows what momentum can do. Oh, I yeah. mean, I whenever we were looking back at submissions for CBI this past year, one of them was a claws the wall. We were talking about the Lakers. Are they even going to make the playoffs? And mm-hmm. that was in March. Mm-hmm. And now we're in April or, or May, and we're talking about them beating the defending champions, the Warriors. I mean, that just shows you what momentum can do for you mm-hmm. and your organization, and they are riding it to perfection right now. If they get a win um, uh, it's tonight, game, it's, it's game tonight. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is tonight. Um, if they get a win tonight, I mean, they, they are in the driver's seat of the series, and if they defeat the defending champions like that, they could be in the driver's seat for a potential finals appearance. So. Yeah, I mean, but the Warriors, they've proved how difficult they are Mm -hmm. to take out. Sacramento had that 2-0 lead on them, and they couldn't slam the door on them. But the thing I'm interested to watch is which Anthony Davis is going to show up. Because if the Game 2-1 shows up, I don't think the Lakers are winning this game tonight. But one thing I have noticed is every odd game, Anthony Davis plays well. So that was game one, game three. So if we're he, on the even number now. Yes. Yeah, so see, means, I, I know my math. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but think that about aspect. It, they only need to win two more games. So that's game five and game seven. Anthony Davis goes off, and there they go. That's that's how the Lakers make it to the Western Conference Finals. That that's what I think. That's an interesting trend. It is. That is. But 
you did make a point earlier in the season. We talked about numerous times about Texas State men's basketball making it to Sun Belt yeah. Conference and your trend that you said the reason why they would, and it pretty much drew itself into effect. Yeah, uh, I guess you can say. Um, so I don't know. We we might get some Joey logic on this one. <laughs> Joey philosophy. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, we've had. I mean, Joey, you've we've had your moments where you have just. Do you remember who won the, the final mo- four? Also, UConn. Yep, I picked them to win the ball. Oh, yeah, he picked God. them to win. Yeah, he picked them to win. Okay, but I had three entries in the top five. Come on, that's, okay. I have the best average overall. <laughs> best overall. Oh my goodness, my bracket I mean, was perfect. But I mean, you have been. I mean, you've been on the money with with your picks. I mean, it's really since the tournament. And so far, you've been, or actually, really since February. Uh, since I, I was yeah. gonna say, since uh, Texas State men's basketball had made it to their to their uh, to the conference tournament, and you've been right. You've been absolutely right so far. So I'm gonna I'll give you some love. I really I'm really impressed by <laughs> the logic that you have. But I mean, just going back to the Warriors and the Lakers, I think to me this is a game that I think the Warriors really need to win and capitalize on. I think Kevon Looney really needs to have one of those games where he just out-rebounds everybody because, I mean, he did that a lot against the Sacramento Kings. But what do you have, like 20, what, 23, 22 rebounds in one game in one of the playoff games against the Kings? So, obviously, that's going to I think that's going to be a, a really big deal. You know what would be very interesting and entertaining would be if the Lakers do win tonight. Mm-hmm. But you know what that means? Oh no! Don't you don't three you one say. lead? Oh my god! And how Curry gets that tainted memory off of his resume, off his career resume with the three one deficit with to LeBron in twenty sixteen. So, so, like, so like a reverse. By, yes. So like a reverse by beating LeBron when he had a three one lead. Oh boy! Hmm. I feel like that would make up for it. That would be entertaining. Oh, it would be, but at the same time, I think that would also kind of ruin LeBron's reputation, also because <laughs> it's true. I mean, because I mean, LeBron James. We all talked about him and his playoff success that he has had over his career, and then obviously, uh, just I mean, him putting the team on his back and just letting just letting loose and everything. But I mean, it'd be interesting. What I think it would happen, probably not. But I mean, anything is possible. Anything is possible. I mean, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, <laughs> anything is possible. possible. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. But real quickly though, before uh, we kind of wrap things up, I do want to give actually a shout out to Bronny James, who earlier on in the weekend committed to USC to play collegiate basketball i honestly thought he was going to be dropped out of high school i'm not gonna lie to you but i think i think there's a rule that says that you have to play at least your freshman year of college uh, basketball before you can actually declare for the draft so just big shout out to him obviously you know we all know the story lebron james didn't go to college and stuff for uh you know for his collegiate basketball years but you know good for Bronny. i'm glad he gets to at least experience the college life but I, was, I just one thing advice for him is that don't try to be the big popular guy i mean obviously you're going to be popular but yeah i wouldn't be like how alonzo ball was at ucla you know what i mean mm-hmm. just try, he has the, he had all the fame he had all the you know the glory he had everything going for him and stuff but when he got to lee kind of just kind of up and down a little bit but i mean i think Bronny's going to have a real strong strong future especially with you know you know, with LeBron being by his side as well. And obviously, you know, Bronny wanted to be playing with his father, uh, you know, when he gets in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, the only advice I have for him is take advantage of dining dollars. <laughs> Use all of them. Yes. They oh. just rack up. And I rack have up. like 150 I still need to spend, <laughs> and I leave on Thursday. It's, oh, you can do it. Go to LBJ. Oh, that's that's the plan. That's what I do. I'm you think about Bronny to, needs that? 
I I had so many boxes of candy. I had so many sodas. I mean, I was splurging for the summer. I'm going grocery shopping after this. Guys. In my truck, it was just the whole back seat was full of snacks on the way home. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. But that is going to do it for us for this Monday edition. But before we get out of here, let's go with the Joey G for our weather report. Well, it's currently 85 degrees and partly cloudy, but it feels like 100 outside. I don't know how that is if it's cloudy. But, yeah, um, if you if you want to cool down, why not go over to – Sewell Park, um, it's going to be rainy on Tuesday and Wednesday, so take advantage of uh, this sunny day over at Sewell Park. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird. Uh, let's get ready for summer, boys, because it's going to be <laughs> a hot one. <laughs> it will be. Yeah, absolutely. But that is it for us here on Bobcat Radio. I'd like to thank my lovely producer, Joey Gonzalez, and my two wonderful co-hosts, Bo Kelly and Paxton Graff. I'm Kobe Jackson. Wish you all a very happy Monday. Enjoy the nice, beautiful weather we're going to have. Have a great day, everybody. And now, let's get you back to the other side of radio.